Hey, my fellow monkeys, what's up? Old Uncle Silverback here with you on the Armed Ape Podcast, the show where we review and talk about everything from guns, gear, and movies to life in general. Nothing is ever out of bounds. As always, everything we talk about has the end goal of making our lives better by cutting through all the marketing BS using logic, reason, and honest discussions. I look forward to hearing from you soon and to your participation in the show. Well, hello, my beautiful, beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers. What is going on? It is your best friend in the whole wide world, Uncle Silverback, also known as Tony. going to keep that on the down low, though. Anyway, today is Sunday. It's the 1st of August, 2021, and we are continuing our series of Mr. In-Between. We are doing Season 2, Episode Five, uh, entitled Can't Save You. But before we do that, let's go ahead and get the contact info posted, and then we'll jump in with the show. The voicemail, which you are limited to about 90 seconds, however you can call it as many times as you want, is area code 206-745-APE1, 206-745-2731, If you would rather record your own audio or send me an email, the place to send that is thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. If you go over to the website, which is thearmedape.com, you'll find buttons for Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. There is also right below the Instagram icon, a uh, donate button, and that is through PayPal. And so if you ever would like to support the show financially, you can do it by just clicking on that and following the prompts. If, however, you would like to support the show maybe in another way or support me, I guess I should say in another way, go over to my uh, YouTube channel, which again, you can get there just by clicking on that icon. And it'll take you to every blade of grass. And I'd ask that you subscribe over there. I'm hoping to get those numbers up. We're up into the 300s, which I'm happy. I'd like to, uh, you know, get as many as we could. Anyway, I think that will do it for our contact stuff, I guess. So let's go ahead and jump in with the show. And again, we are doing Season 2, Episode 5 of Mr. Inbetween, entitled Can't Save You. So the show opens up with Ray, uh, Brittany, Allie, and Bruce are all out in the woods somewhere. They come up to a clearing, and there's actually a unicorn. And so Britt and Allie go down there, and it's a kind of a nice little scene that we have. And it obviously Ray has arranged it so that uh, you know Brittany can have the experience of, of having a unicorn. And of course, she is being I think she's maybe nine in season two. I think she's maybe just turned nine, and she goes down there with Allie, and it's interesting that she wants to go more with Allie rather than Ray. Uh, So, uh, again, we see, you know, Ray is willing to go to great lengths to 
do things for his daughter. He is not an absentee father in any any way, shape, or form. Uh, I, you also get the feeling, at least I do, that Ray would probably set aside a job or something like that if Brittany needed him. Uh, you know, unless it was something that he was in the middle of and just couldn't get out of, that type of thing. So a little bit of uh, the comedy there is at the end we see that Gary is also out there. He's been kind of hiding off in the woods. And what they had done, obviously, is they had made up a horse. And he goes to take the, uh, the horn off of the horse, and it's stuck on there. And so he's like, oh, boy. So then we cut to the next scene. Ray is outside of uh, his ex-wife's house. And you can see through the window. And again, they, they frame the shot, I think, so that you it gives you a little bit of context. Which, again, I like a lot of the cinematography and a lot of the very subtle things that you see. So anyway, we see a Christmas tree is up. So it's, it's got to be Christmas time. Ray is there to pick up Brittany. He's going to take her bowling. His ex-wife comes out and says, hey, I'm not really having a go at you, but you, know, you had the sex talk with Brittany, and they kind of explain. He's like, well, she kind of caught us having sex and blah, blah, blah. And so it's kind of a comical little scene. Ray ends up taking Brittany bowling. While they're bowling, it's not, uh, again, it, it's there's no real dramatic element, I guess, to it, or nothing's going to happen at the bowling alley. It's just a slice of life. You're just seeing that. Ray spends time with his daughter. He likes spending time with his daughter. We see, too, that Brittany likes spending time with Ray. There's not a lot of conflict uh, or anything like that. So now the next scene, we cut to a park, and Ray is sitting on a park bench with uh, a, a guy who we presume is going to be one of his friends. We also notice that the little girl that there's a there's a little girl that's playing with uh, Brittany and her name is Maddie and and this guy is Maddie's father and when we were at I was it a couple episodes ago or maybe it was even last I think it was a couple episodes ago when they were at the carnival this is the little girl Maddie is the little girl that was with Brittany so these guys are friends and uh, Ray and this guy is friends and I can't remember right off the top of my head what his name is. I'll, uh, it'll come to me here in just a second. But this guy is obviously a guy uh, that's a friend of Ray's. They're talking a little bit about family, and this guy is saying, "Hey, you know, me and my wife have split up." And Ray's like, "Well, you know, where are you on your own? Where are you at?" And he's like, "Well, thanks for telling me." And he's like, "Ah, you don't want to hear that stuff." So. I don't know if this guy is maybe just a friend of Ray's or if this guy is somebody who is also maybe in the criminal world. Uh, we, we know from the, from the past that Ray was in the, uh, had been in the military. I think, I can't remember what episode, but I think it was a very brief mention that he had been in the army. So I don't know if, if this guy is a, uh, maybe an old army buddy of his or what, but it is a friend of his. And I think that they are maybe, again, just the nature of the conversation that they're having, it leads you to believe that these guys are somewhat close. Also, the fact that Brittany and Maddie are close friends and play together a lot. So the next scene we cut to, we see Ray is back. I believe he's back at his house. And we see that Ray's in the bathroom and he's kind of smoking, oh, you'd say kind of furtively. He opens the door, and uh, Brittany is there, and she's got her arms crossed. And I'm going to go ahead and I'll play you this clip here in just a second. Let me get it pulled up. What? 
What's that smell? What smell? The cigarette smell. Don't know. Must be one of the neighbours. Mum says you smoke. Yeah, I used to smoke. But not anymore? Mm-mm. Pinky swear? I'm not going to pinky swear. Look, I, you know, I have one occasionally, all right? Why did you lie? Because I don't want you knowing that I smoke. Why? Because I don't want you thinking it's okay to smoke and then one day you start smoking. No way. Smoking's bad for you. It gives you cancer. I'm not stupid. Yeah, well, I didn't say you were stupid. Well, I don't want you to get cancer. Well, I don't want to get cancer either. Well, why don't you stop then? Because it's not bloody easy to quit. It's addictive. Why? Well, you got this... There's this stuff called nicotine. Now, that's a chemical, right? And that's in the cigarettes, right? So when you smoke it, you get used to getting that nicotine. So when you stop, the receptors in your brain don't get the nicotine anymore and they start screaming out and it makes you go crazy. Well, will you stop for me, please? All right. Promise? Look, I promise you I'll try to quit, okay? I can't guarantee you 100% that I can do it, but I'll try, okay? Well, you need to try really, really hard. Okay, I promise I'll try really hard, okay? Okay. Mm. Happy now? Yes. Good. Clean your room up? No, it's Christmas. You don't clean your room up? Santa won't give you any presents? You told me Santa's not real. Yeah, well, I won't give you any presents if you don't clean your bloody room up. That's him. Fine. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. So I wanted to play that scene for a couple of different reasons. The main reason is that even though it's kind of light and it's a comedic element to the show, it also does show that even in a little thing where Ray, where she's like, oh, pinky swear, and he won't do it. So even with a little thing like that, he kind of doesn't want to, if he can avoid it with her especially, he doesn't want to, oh... I guess we'd say sort of like break his own code, that type of thing. So uh, we kind of cut from there. And uh, again, it's just kind of a light scene. They open some presents and then Brittany actually has a present for Bruce. She tells him that she wants to be a stand-up comedian. So she wrote some jokes for him. And so she tells him some little jokes and they have kind of, it's just a lighthearted little scene. At the end of that scene, Ray and Brittany are going to go over to get ready to leave to go over to Allie's. Ray invites Bruce. He's like, you sure you don't want to come? And he's like, nah, I don't want to come. I'll just stay here. And at the end of the scene, there's an interesting oh, expression, I guess, on Bruce's face. So as they leave, you see that there is there's something going on with, with Bruce. There's like a... Um, I don't know, kind of a sadness or it's kind of hard to describe. Uh, But if you guys watch it, sort of pay attention at the very end. And again, they don't linger on him too long. It's not like they, you know, are on him for like 30 seconds or so. But there is definitely maybe a wistfulness. Maybe he wants to go, but he feels that he can't, that type of thing. So Ray and Brittany arrive at Allie's mom and dad's house. Allie greets them at the door. They end up playing this game. We used to call it a white elephant game. And what you would do is everybody takes a number. Everybody brings kind of a gag gift. 
and you, you wrap them, but they're not labeled. They're not labeled like, you know, from so-and-so or anything like that. It all kind of goes into a pool. The person who has the, the first or number one goes and picks a present and you go kind of down the line. And now let's say if person five or six wants the present that number two has, they can exchange it. And then the person who gets the gift taken, they take another gift. And you can't just go back and forth. It has to be from a different person. So anyway, the rules of the game aren't, aren't that important. But what happens is Brittany, there is a little uh, ceramic unicorn and she kind of gets that. Allie's brother is the last one to go. He ends up opening a present that's kind of like a, I don't know, like a couple of coffee mugs or something like that. He doesn't like that. And he comes over and he takes the unicorn from Brittany. And everybody, even all of Allie's family is like, you know, what are you doing, Trent? Like, you know, don't do that. It's a, you know, it's a, she's just a little kid. Why are you doing that? And he's like, oh, it's the rules. And he just kind of goes over and does it. Now, I think they kind of have this guy. He is sort of, oh, I don't know. But if you remember earlier in the episode, when Ray was talking to that buddy of his and the guy was like, oh, uh, one of the things in the scene he had talked with Ray about was always trying to find like a proper breakfast somewhere and everything's like all fancy and you have all these, you know, man bun guys and all this other stuff. Well, that's kind of a little bit what Trent is. Trent is and his wife are kind of, I, I think you'd probably describe them a little bit, maybe as hipsters, that type of thing. So you see when Allie, when Allie's brother takes the unicorn away from Brittany, Brittany's just kind of devastated by it. And Ray's looking at him like, you know, what are you doing? And Allie is kind of looking down and everything, kind of like she's sort of embarrassed. You can tell that in in her, that the guests that she's brought aren't really being treated respectfully, I guess, by the brother. And especially since, you know, again, Brittany is maybe nine years old or something like this at this point. Uh, so anyway... A little bit later, so later in the evening, Ray notices that the brother has gone out to have a smoke. He follows him out. It's, like I said, it's in the evening, so it's nighttime now. Ray goes up to him and says, uh, hey, you know, is there any chance you could give that? It's a unicorn candle. I thought it was a, uh, I thought it was a little porcelain thing, but it was actually a candle. Ray's like, hey, is there any chance you could give that back? And, and he goes, and Trent goes, well, why? And he's like, well, you know, my daughter's obsessed with unicorns at the moment. And if you could see your way to do that, I might throw you a hundred bucks. And he's like, oh, are you trying to bribe me? And Ray's like, no, I'm not trying to bribe you. I'm just saying, oh, if you could maybe do me a favor, then I could show you some gratitude and throw you some cash. The guy then kind of gets a little offended by it. And he's like, you know, does it look like I need the money? Ray's like, no, I don't think you need the money. And he's like, you know, do you know how much I make a year? And you can tell right now Ray is like, oh, okay, I've tried to do this nicely and it's not really going anywhere. And this guy is going to try and maybe sort of flex on Ray a little bit. And then Ray's like, you know, why are you being a dickhead? That type of thing. And the guy's like, well, I'm not being the dickhead, you know, so just, He's being real kind of confrontational with Ray. So I want to play this little last bit of it. I didn't want to, I didn't feel it was necessary to play their whole back and forth, but you sort of, like I said, you see that Ray is kind of seeing like, okay, all this 
stuff I'm trying to do. I'm trying to be nice to this guy. I'm trying to ask him. I'm even saying, hey, I'll pay you $100 for a candle that's probably worth, you know, 5 or 10 And again, the guy is, oh, he just keeps, well, what do I want to say? He, the guy is, is um, like a super selfish kind of individual. You can tell doesn't really care that he would have, you know, taken something off a little kid. And even his family is like, you know, like I said, they were all like, you know, why are you doing this? Come on, don't do it. And he just, no, those are the rules. So we're going to do it. So let me go ahead and we'll play kind of this last part here. What the fuck would you take a prison off a little kid? You're a grown man. What the fuck do you want with a fucking girly candle? Because uh, it's kitschy. It's kitschy. Yeah, kitschy. So that last sound you heard was Ray throwing Trent through the sliding glass window. And everybody just kind of looks at him. And of course, that is sort of the uh, end of the evening for Ray over there. But again, it shows at, at Ray's core, he really only knows how to handle things when all else fails he goes back into violence, and especially because he's dealing with another man. Now, I had said before that, you know, Ray usually doesn't initiate a lot of stuff, especially if if those people aren't in the criminal world. And of course, Ali's brother is not in the criminal world at all. And a a while back, I said that these were some of the things that I thought maybe that there were a couple of instances where I thought that Ray sort of acted maybe a little bit out of character. And I think, again, maybe this has to do with it advances the plot a little bit more. And it puts Ray in certain situations with Allie that he, that I don't know that he necessarily would have been in. I think that I don't know. I think he might have handled it a little bit differently. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Again, the, the show moves so fast. But I think maybe his reactions here would are, are a little over the top even for him. And even though I just said, oh, you know, he kind of resorts to violence. But I don't know if maybe Ray would have just like kind of socked him in the gut a couple of times. Or, you know, I don't know that he necessarily. So I don't know. Well, I guess what I should say is I don't think it's unbelievable that Ray would have resorted to violence. I think that's would be in character with him. I don't know that he would do it to that level at the Christmas party at his girlfriend's house where he's making sort of the first impression type thing. I think, like I, uh, like I said, I think he might have grabbed the guy maybe like twisted his arm behind him, threatened him, that type of thing. I don't necessarily think he would have thrown him through the window. So anyway, this is one of those instances where I think that, uh, again, like I said, the writing is used to further certain plot elements. The next scene we cut to is Ray and Brittany are driving back. 
Brittany asks Ray, well, what happened with Allie's brother? And he says, oh, I think he was a little drunk and he tripped and fell through. And she was like, well, how come you took the candle off him? We see that she's holding the unicorn candle. And he's like, ah, he didn't really want it. And she's like, well, should I give him my present then? Because, you know, she still thinks it's part of the game. And he's like, no, nah, you keep it. He didn't, you know, he didn't really want it. So he drops her off uh, at Brittany's mom's house. And then the next scene we see is Ray is, he, he's driving. And we don't really know where he's going at this point. In the scene, we see that Ray kind of drives and then he stops and he pulls over a little bit. And he's rubbing his head and you can see on his face, he's like, oh man, I messed up. You know, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have, you know, taken it this far, that type of thing. So, uh, like, and then uh, you can tell though, you know, so again, it goes back to the thing of Ray is not a complete sociopath, even though he's a violent guy. And I'm going to keep kind of coming back to this stuff over and over again, even though he's sort of a violent guy and all that stuff. It's not that, that he can't get along in regular society. So again, we see sort of that he's he's Mr. In-Between, so he's he's trying to fit into both of these worlds. One thing that we really haven't seen too much, or maybe even at all, I don't think, is we haven't seen what we'll call maybe regular world or regular family life with him. We haven't seen that really fall into his criminal dealings or his criminal world. He kind of keeps that stuff separate, but because he does have a propensity towards violence, we do see that that the way he would deal with stuff in a criminal aspect comes into the regular world. So he goes over to Allie's house. Uh, she's in her apartment. She's by herself. He knocks on the door. The expression on her face is, you know, she you can tell she's super fat, super sad almost like a depressed she's kind of the way she walks around her her body language everything has changed it's almost like she's gotten you know really bad news like a illness in the family or a death in the family type thing so ray says he's sorry and starts to explain maybe kind of why he was on edge he you know said oh you know brit wanted me to stop smoking i hadn't smoked all day so and she's like okay fair enough and then he asks her are you okay and she says no and we're going to probably close out the show with this last clip, and then I'll, I'll, we'll come back and do a little bit of a finalization and maybe talk about it in a little bit. I'll go ahead and play this clip. It may be a little bit longer, uh, but I think it is an important uh, thing and to, to get sort of the back and forth. And then we'll, like I said, at the, at the end of this clip, I'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about it. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. I bet you burn. Yeah. How do you think? So you know that guy that I was engaged to, yeah? I ended that. We were together for uh, three years. He had demons like you. He used to lash out and smash things and punch walls. 
And then one day he started on me. And he apologised and told me that he loved me and I forgave him. And then a few weeks later he um, slapped me. After that he kicked me, punched me. And every time, you know, he'd say, sorry. And told me that he loved me. Sorry. And he's not a bad person. I used to tell myself that all the time. He's just, he's damaged and... I thought that I could save him. <laughs> and I tried, I really, really tried. But I couldn't. There's a darkness in you. And I think that's one of the things that attracted me to you in the first place. But now I think, I don't know, I think that the very thing I loved about you, now it scares me. I'd never hear you. That's what he used to say. I can't take that chance. Mm. I can't. I'm sorry. That's it. away from someone that you love is one of the hardest fucking things in the world to do. So at the at the very end of that clip, uh, Ray 
comes out. He, he walks out. He goes out to his car and he turns around and he looks up and he can see Allie is, is just crying. He can see like she's hunched over, she's crying. And you see the expression on his face. Um, there's sort of shock, surprise, maybe realization of that it's really affected, it's affected her. And I don't know maybe if he sort of, when, when she was telling him basically that the, that the relationship was over, I don't know if he maybe understood the extent of the effect that it was going to have on her. And so you see in that look back, you see a lot of, a lot of stuff that is playing over race, kind of just that, that expression. So anyway, let's, let's kind of circle back to that first part. So it, or the first part of the, uh, the beginning of the breakup, I guess you could say. So in other, mm, and maybe other lesser shows, I think that they, excuse me, that they might've had Ray kind of try and reach out or try and beg or anything like that. But I think that it does stay with his character of that when something is over, it's done. And he can read the situation with her of, okay, she's finished. It doesn't matter, you know, what I say. At least she's, she's being honest with me. And in a way, she's being respectful with Ray. So that's something that he can, he can deal with and he can understand. So also what it does is it does put in, in light a lot of the stuff that we saw earlier and her reactions, how she was, her reactions were uh, so, what's the word I'm looking for? Visceral, I guess, maybe to, to some of the stuff uh, where Ray had gotten in the fights before and, you know, Ray has this um, uh, thing of when he was talking about how he had a, you know, a rough childhood and all this stuff, if you go back and you watch those scenes, knowing what you know now about some of her past, you see, you can, you can see more of her reactions, more of the stuff that's going on with that of why she's reacting the way that she's reacting. Uh, so anyway, that is the end of the episode. It ends with uh, Ray again, sort of watching her. And I also, uh, again, I liked the fact that it was pretty straightforward. It wasn't overly emotional. It was sort of like every just put the cards out on the table and things are what they are. When they ended it, he didn't give her a hug. He didn't reach out to her. She didn't reach out to him either. Uh, and I don't know maybe if kind of her character was expecting that or not. Uh, but he just sort of, you know, says like, look after yourself. And he's not, he's not being dismissive. He's actually, I think, being sincere and trying to hold back in kind of his own emotions at that same time. So the uh, I Can't Save You is was episode five of season two. And next will be episode uh, six, and that will be Let Me Stop You There. You should be hearing this, let's see, I believe on Wednesday on, uh, you'll hear episode four on Monday. And then you'll hear episode six, which will be Let Me Stop You There, on Friday. And then we will be halfway through 
season two because season two has 11 episodes in total. And then we'll go on to season three, which I believe, I think it has nine, if I can, if I can remember correctly. So let me go ahead and give you the contact information. I'd love to hear from you. The voicemail is 206-745-2731. And the email address is thearmedape at gmail.com. And that's where you can record your own audio or send me an email and I will get it out for you on the show. Other than that, we will call it to a close. And I will talk to my beautiful, beautiful monkeys and my fellow travelers next time. <laughs>